Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Every so often, I bring teens onto the show to discuss issues that we see teens facing from the teen's perspective. And today, I bring on a teen who suffers from OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And we talk all about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. So you guys better listen up. Uh, But first, gotta pay the bills. Is your child interested in a smartphone? and nagging you all the time because everyone else has one? Well, check out the Pinwheel phone and the Gab wireless phone. These are both amazing alternatives to smartphones. Gab phones are dumb phones and smartphone body. Talk and text, and that's it. You can control exactly who they message and who they call, if they can send pictures, and they don't have to worry about the dangers of the internet and social media. The Pinwheel phone is an amazing transition phone that gives your kids a few more options and responsibilities and help them learn more about using a phone responsibly. It comes with a parent portal so you can always know what's going on on your kid's device at all times. Links to both of those phones are in the podcast description that gives you a good discount. One more ad and then we'll get on with the podcast. All right, everybody, we are back. So today I have here with me on the show, Bella Turner. So Bella is a senior in high school. She also suffers from OCD. She runs a mental health account called Walk of Waves on Instagram, where she breaks the stigma of mental illness, especially OCD. Welcome, welcome, Bella, to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for being here. I love, love, love when we can bring on teens, people who are in the thick of it, who can also bring awareness to things that are affecting them on the daily. So how the heck are you? I'm doing so good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How is, how is high school? How's the last half of high school final year? Has senioritis hit yet? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready to be done. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I'm a school counselor at Tooele High School. Oh, cool. Yep. So I feel that very much. The end is near. It'll be there. Um, So as a senior in high school, you're trying to graduate. You're navigating the craziness of the world. And you also suffer from OCD. So for those who don't know, what is OCD? Because we hear that used incorrectly all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm so OCD when you're really just particular about something. What is OCD? So OCD is an egotistonic mental disorder. So egotistonic means that the individual um, has like all these intrusive thoughts or like urges or like feelings that are very opposite of who the person is like it's very anxiety inducing so with OCD I'll have like an intrusive thought which can be pertaining to like anything based off of what your OCD theme is uh-huh. and because of how much anxiety there is with that intrusive thought we do people who have OCD do compulsions to try to like alter or like change the facts of or like stop the anxiety of that intrusive thought and then that just sort of gets us rolling into like an OCD cycle 
of mm. anxiety, compulsions, and intrusive thoughts. Oof. That just sounds exhausting. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and, <laughs> does it kind of bug you when people just use the term OCD as like a verb? Like um, some, if something's askew, they're like, oh, I'm so OCD. I just need to fix that. Yeah. Sometimes because I'm like, there are some people who do have perfectionism OCD and that's like very real to them. But what it's like for them is like, for example, I have someone that I'm very close to. It's like, she can't leave her room with it being dirty. Otherwise it bugs her all day. And she feels like so gross and it just gives her like so much anxiety and it like constantly is just affecting her normal way of life rather than someone else who has OCD let's say like their room's dirty and they're like, Oh, that bugs me so much, but they can like go throughout the rest of their day. They can function. Yeah. They can function normally. So yeah, that's sort of the difference between those two, but. Okay. Gotcha. So what, what is your experience and journey with OCD? Like, did you, did it start early on? Did it get diagnosed earlier, later on? Like lay it on us. What is your story? So my story. So I, I don't know, growing up as a child, I was very anxious I don't know. I don't, I still don't know if that's like pertaining to like OCD at all, but like if my mom went somewhere, I would have insane anxiety if I wasn't there with her Interesting. and just had a lot of like separation anxiety. And I really think I started noticing my OCD, but I didn't notice it as OCD till about eighth grade. I, so my OCD, I have POCD and scrupulosity. So POCD stands for pedophilia OCD and Isn't scrupulosity, the religious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scrupulosity okay. is the moral and religious one. So I would have all these like super inappropriate intrusive thoughts. And the thing with intrusive thoughts is that everyone has them, but the difference between someone who doesn't have OCD having intrusive thoughts and someone who does have intrusive, like OCD with intrusive thoughts is like, let's say someone has like like someone with OCD has an inappropriate thought. They're like, whoa, that was weird. I didn't like that. And someone with OCD attaches meaning to it and thinks, crap, I must be a pedophile. I must be a creep because only creeps have that thought. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you engage in compulsions to try and get rid of those intrusive thoughts, but the compulsions never make things better. Yeah. And it's sort of just doing compulsions to like prove to yourself, like, see, I'm doing this. So this doesn't make me a creep. And then if you don't do the compulsions and your OCD could be like, well, you're not doing those compulsions. So you must be a creep. And then you're not doing the compulsions good enough. Yeah. More. No, for real though. It's yeah. Holy moly. So you're about eighth grade when, so when did you get officially diagnosed with OCD? So I got diagnosed about, I don't know, last June. Oh, dang. Yeah. So Normally people who have OCD go about 14 years of having it before they get diagnosed. 14 years. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. That's tiring a little bit. Yeah. It's just all of this. (laughs) Like I couldn't imagine like going like a full, like 14 years of my life with like all this stuff that I was going through. Cause like during my eighth and ninth grade, I became like very, I don't know, like depressed and like suicidal because of all these things that were happening yeah and I was like living like 14 years without knowing that that was OCD 
would be like that would be like total like torture and oh, yeah. like just awful i can only imagine so what were some of the things that have helped you as you deal with your ocd in your day-to-day life um i don't know i think i go to therapy for my ocd and i do erp which is exposure uh and response prevention yep which is so much fun we love it (laughs) we do love it what what, what is that for folks who don't know what is exposures so exposures are like um i'm trying to think of the best way to put it so exposures are something that like your therapist would use to sort of like trigger your ocd Uh so like for me like i'll give you an example for me i um was worried that I was like a pedophile or like all like these awful things. And so my therapist pulled out a sports illustrated magazine swimsuit edition. And so <laughs> those are like really scandalous. And I was like, holy, oh no. Just like, and sort of in that moment of ERP is like you're presented, in my case, a sports illustrated magazine. And I just sort of had to resist doing a compulsion because resisting a compulsion sort of helps with the treatment it helps break the ocd cycle what i mean what what's the compulsion with that like throw it away or what um i don't know let me think it's just sort of like covering it and like trying to think like did i look too long like did i Ah, look and sort of just ruminating on that gotcha and like checking yourself if you had like any like physical responses or like anything oh, as a compulsion. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's so interesting. Yeah. Exposures are kind of funny. I had a friend, you might actually know her. If you don't, you guys should go follow her. Her name's Tia Wilson. Tortilla Wilson is her Instagram. Also, also go follow my friend Bella right now. Walk of waves. We'll do that again at the end. Um, <laughs> but one of, uh, one of Tia's, uh, things was scrupulosity. Um, they one of her the exposures that they had her swear in treatment yeah. <laughs> regularly yeah, <laughs> like, they, hey, if you can swear and be okay it's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah i i still have a hard time like trying to swear in therapy my therapist will try to get me to swear so much i'm like i i can't do it funny. i That's, can't swear oh my gosh i mean i don't I, I don't mean to say it's funny that you're no struggling, it, it's, but it's funny i laugh it, at it, I it laugh is, i'm it. glad it, it is kind of funny um but it's really cool that you know these exposures these different things you know are able to help you better deal with it so moving on, like you were able to get treatment, you're in therapy, you're going through, you know, your exposure therapy to get better and better. What inspired you? Where along the way were you like, I should make an advocacy account on Instagram about all this? Like where, at what point were you like, let's do this? Um, I don't know. I think for a while I've been like wanting to, like, I'd been wanting to do something with it because I knew what it was like to sort of feel like, no one was there or like I'm the only one who has this and I was like no I'm gonna try to break some stigma right and so it took me a few months to like actually do it mm-hmm. and so I I made the account I like posted a reel and then right after like the day after I was like what am I doing <laughs> like, <laughs> like I sort of was like wait what am I doing it was like I got in this mode I was like okay I'm gonna do this and then right after I was like wait what what did and I so- just do 
Yeah, but it's honestly, it's been super amazing because I've been able, I've had like people in my high school come up to me like, hey, I have OCD too. Like I thought I was the only one who Mm. had it and sort of to like be that little like, I don't know. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I was like this amazing blessing in their life, but to be like sort of almost be like a tender mercy. Yeah, I wasn't like the only one or yeah. It's very good not to feel alone. And yeah. so many people feel alone, especially when they're suffering from something you can't see. A lot mm-hmm. of, you can't see, you know, depression, anxiety, you can't see OCD. And so to know that you're not alone, to have people like you to be a light in the dark is wonderful. Um, so I'm curious how, as you were growing up, did, I don't know, the things like social media and stuff like that, like play a role in making things worse or better or... Um, I think when I was in eighth grade, I, when I became like eight, like very depressed and very suicidal and all that stuff, I was on social media a ton. Mm. And I don't think that was really like the whole like source of all of it. But I think that definitely did play a very big role in it. Cause I noticed after I like took like a huge break from social media, I noticed my mental health getting a lot better thing man yeah woof and so like day to day do you still have things that pop up and trigger you in the middle of your day oh yeah I struggle I'm still like going through like all my therapy and still like trying to like figure everything out like I'll have to like go back to the basics like um with like my scrupulosity I'll be like crap did I accidentally like offend someone that's a big one for me is I'll be so worried if I accidentally offended someone. Oh man. So I will apologize all the time. And it's, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a natural response to me, but it's like, I need to break it because it's just feeding into the OCD cycle. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So like, yeah, you said you got to get back to basics sometimes. What do you do? When you're in the middle of your day and you get hit with a massive trigger and you're like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Uh, I sort of, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I like just last, just on Monday, I had, so I work at a daycare. Oh boy. Yeah. Really great for having city. And so I'm, we're doing this sort of like thing for like abuse and stuff. And like all like the sign warning signs. And I'm like sitting there and I'm having like all these triggers come. And I'm just like having to notice, like, okay, these are all just thoughts, like they don't represent who I am. And I also just looked around the room, like all, all my coworkers, I was like, these guys aren't worried that they're gonna accidentally like molest someone. Like that is so weird in my brain. I'm like, these guys like aren't worried that they're pedophiles. I'm like that is so nice. Like they just go throughout like their whole life being like, Oh, like I'm not going to accidentally traumatize someone for the rest of their life. So yeah. (laughs) Just got to think through it. Stop. And woof, you know that? Yeah. Working at a daycare. That is wow. Good for you. But all the time, (laughs) all the time, all the time. You just saw it comes in. Hmm, What if I hit one of them? No, don't think that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Back and forth and spiral and stop. And wait a minute. That's just a thought. That's okay. 
man. This is incredible. What I'm really impressed is you're doing all this while you're in high school. Yeah. Like you're not wasting your time on TikTok or crap chat or, or crap know, chat. <laughs> I mean Snapchat, my bad. Um, but you're, you know, you're you're striving to make a difference. And I love that. Um, this has been so amazing. Um, so how can people keep up with you to see what you're doing? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Yeah, just sort of follow me on my Instagram walk of waves mm-hmm. and just sort of follow me along my journey. And I even have like little like reels that talk about my story. If you guys want to yep. watch They're really those, funny too. They're of. good. They're good. <laughs> yeah, just sort of to s- see more about OCD is and how, I don't know, just all, awesome. all the glamorous stuff of OCD. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Yeah, everything. So, so yeah, go up, uh, check her out at Walk of Waves, um, and that'll be in the podcast description as well. Um, so yeah, make sure to go follow her and all her amazing content and spread more awareness for OCD. For your do- daily dose of positivity, make sure to go follow me at bulliesbe.gone. Also, Save the Kids, Inc. If you want to get me in your school, church, or event, you can go and DM me or email me or my assistant, Liz, um, from the Save the Kids. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.